Hello everyone, it's Nora and the Hammies, and I'm back for another episode of my podcast. It's been quite a while since I recorded and uploaded a podcast episode, but I have good reason for that, and that is that I've been away overseas for most of the summer due to my parents' work. And that spent that meant that I didn't have much time to spend recording and uploading episodes. So in the end, it was easier for me to just wait till I got settled into the school routine and the summer ended, which it has now, unfortunately. (laughs) So I'm so sad that the summer's over, but it's so great to be back and I have so many updates. So to start off with, while I was away, um, two people were staying in our house taking care of Cinnamon, my Syrian hamster, and he's doing great. He's around two years old and he's living the time of his life or having the time of his life I think that my hamster cage quality and care has improved a lot so I think he's been enjoying his new cage updates and I will get into that as well in this episode some other things I'll be talking about in this episode is my recent decision to adopt a hamster yay so that's some great news and yeah I'll also be talking about that so Quite a lot has happened, and let's start off with Cinnamon. So Cinnamon is currently in an Ikea Detolf cage. For those of you that don't now know, um, I have four of these. I kept each of my hamsters in one. The other three I did turn into shelves after they passed away, and those are in my basement, and they keep a lot of the hamster supplies housed on the shelves. So it's actually quite helpful to have it. Um... And yeah, Cinnamon is in one of them. So that's what I've been using for him. And I'm actually going to talk about some of the benefits and the things I don't like about that. So first off, the measurements of the Nikea D12 cage are 16 inches by 3 fourths. Wait, that is not right. (laughs) Sorry. So first off, an Ikea D12 cage is five feet long. So it is quite long. It's about the, well, when it's turned on its side, it's about the height of an average teenager. I don't know. That's a very random height, but basically it's pretty, it's pretty tall. And the length is, I think, 43 centimeters. Forgive me if that's wrong. I'm on the Ikea D12 website. But yeah, so it's the length is very small in comparison to, or the width is very small in comparison to the length. And then the height is around the same as the width. So diving into that here, um, that's the first problem I have with it. So it is not very tall, which means that in order to have the proper amount of bedding, you can't put a lot of enrichment in. So that has been my main struggle, and that's the only thing I'd say honestly, about the IKEA D12 cage. Otherwise, I really like this cage. I'm able to keep a lot of enrichment in there, and the way that I keep enough fluff is I pretty much have it at a slope, so I have most of my enrichment on the parts where there's less fluff, and then the main part of the fluff where there's a lot more depth, like 6 to 10 inches, is where I keep less enrichment. So I understand that some people don't like keeping their fluff on a slope and honestly I don't love it either but Cinnamon's doing very well he's very happy and I have this awesome cage so I'm going to keep using it 
but I do have a backup plan for my new hamster, which I'm adopting soon, and I'll dive into that later. I will be using one of the separate IKEA cages, but I do have a plan built for a larger cage that's like not quite as long, but is much taller and wider. And that will be my new cage for this hamster if whatever, for whatever reason, the IKEA detolf doesn't work out. But it's going great with Cinnamon, and I'm actually going to talk about what's in his enclosure. So let's go downstairs. So I'm downstairs, and currently Cinnamon is asleep. But looking at his cage, I keep it in the living room, and he has his wooden and mesh lid with books on top of it as weights, so he can't push it up on the high parts. And starting from left to right, I will explain what it is. So first of all, I have a sign on the glass part of his cage that just has a little bit of a biography all about cinnamon. So when people come and take care of him, um, they can look at it and just get to know him a little bit better. I do need to update it because he does change his main sleeping spot every few months or so. So I haven't updated this in quite a while. And so his main spot to hide is not what it says anymore, actually. But starting from left to right, I have a green and yellow little... Actually, this is part of one of my old pet store cages. But this, I really love this because it's like a little square enclosure and the lid lifts on and off. But there's a hole where he can crawl into it. So that's filled with fluff. And I can even just see his little burrow or his little tunnel in there and he likes that um he used to hide under it a lot as well not so much anymore and then just to the right of that I have this wooden house I got off of Amazon but it's quite large and under that I have some fluff I have aspen and then KT clean and cozy fluff I love aspen wood shavings because I think that's the only safe wood. Pine and cedar are not safe at all for your hamsters because the trees, pine and cedar trees, produce chemicals that keeps bacteria off the trees and keeps them safe, which is amazing. Um, but it's not great for your hamster. So your hamster, if they like eat it or even if they're just nesting in it it could be toxic to them so it's not good to have those kinds of beddings but aspen is totally fine and it's quite rough and coarse so it's not as great for burrowing but i think it's a great substrate and um it's more natural so cinnamon does love it kt clean and cozy cozy i love as well just for the softness and um it's amazing the, there has been some more dust in it, and you don't like, I don't want that. So that's the only thing I'd say is that it's getting a bit more dusty. So I am switching to a different type of fluff, all fluff based bedding with lower dust or no dust. So yeah, but I still like it a lot. And then I also have, so moving to the right, I have a grapevine wood, I have a little cork log, and some tunnels. I have a chew toy, I have a coconut hide another grapevine wood. I have one of those giant plastic igloo things that you get from the pet store, uh, purple. And then I have a little house. I have a little acorn. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's like chew toy. I don't know if it's real or not, but probably. And then there's a few more chew toys. And then I have his maze. And this is his favorite spot probably 
On that, I have his water bottle attached with Velcro, his food bowl, his other little food bowl for treats, and his water bowl. And then I have a bridge that goes down to the other side of the cage. And that has his giant 12-inch wooden wheel and another one of those wooden houses. And yeah, there's a little hole for him to enter into the maze. So he loves this little place, and that's where he sleeps. So Cinnamon's doing great, and that's what his cage looks like right now. So unfortunately, I can't really show you a picture of that since this is just a voice recording. But he loves his enclosure. He's doing really well. And now moving on to adopting a hamster. So a few months ago, after my hamsters passed away, I was super sad and I was like, I don't really want to own another hamster right now because I still have Cinnamon and it, I don't want to move on quite yet. But I knew that I would feel ready eventually and I do right now. So I started researching about adopting a hamster because I didn't want to support pet stores anymore. Pet stores will often throw together any male and female hamster that can breed and call it a day. And as fine as that may sound, it's not actually good because there's a lot of health concerns that can arise if you're not looking at the lineage or genetics of a hamster before you breed them. So one of the main concerns, I'd say, is breeding two hamsters with the white belly gene. When they carry the white belly gene, the, that will cause um, a lot of deficiencies in the hamster babies. Like they can have, they can be born hairless, which means they can't protect themselves. They'll have much shorter lifespans. Um, they could be born blind, and there's just a lot of things like that that you really want to avoid. So the if you're adopting from an ethical breeder or place like that is different because they are trained and they know how to, they have done the proper research and set it up so that they're looking at hamster's genetics. The main thing I'd say, or one of the main things is that Campbell dwarf hamsters and winter white hamsters can technically interbreed, but that is never a good thing because like breeding two hamsters with the white belly gene or with the hairless gene, if that's a, like two hairless hamsters, um, it could be not, it could be very dangerous, like the health deficiencies. So Peanut and Pow Pow, who I got from the pet store, they were labeled as winter whites, but they're almost certainly part Campbell Dwarf because of the pet store's practices. So large enterprises like the pet store's just don't generally think, and in my view, they think less about giving the proper hamster care and more about the money they're making if they can fit more cages, which means they're smaller, if they can build them like with cool plastic designs um, that'll attract the kids, and if they can think of all these new toys like hamster balls, which are supposedly fun and a way to interact with your hamster, but are really little traps for them, and that could be dangerous or sometimes even deadly so you really have to be thinking about things like this so I was like I don't even know where to start <laughs> I was very overwhelmed because I knew all the things I had to not do I had to not get from the pet store I had to stray away from any places that clearly didn't do the research but I was like how do I find someone who does it and here's the answer I found um that the California Hamster Association and the Ontario Hamster Club which are large hamster organizations just dedicated to like hamster research based in California and Ontario 
can recommend a lot of great places, great breeders that are ethical. So I looked at the California Hamster Association and I found a like pretty long list of hamster breeders. And then I looked for ones in Virginia and Maryland because those are close to where I live. And I found two amazing ones, Poppy Bee Hamstery and Pearl Hamletry's Hamsters. So then I went to their website. I emailed them with a list of questions to just see, like, are these people, like, do they practice ethical hamster breeding? I looked at their website and went to the adoption process after I heard back from them and got a really great answer. And I realized that um, they their adoption process was insanely long. So there's, like, a list of places you have to do research from, like, Ginger's Ham Hamster Association or something like that, Hamster Blog. There are all these other lists. And then you have to fill out the application form and you have to Venmo them or use PayPal to get a deposit. And you have to um, do so. It was a long process. Yeah, just definitely. I'd say if you're interested in uh, ever adopting a hamster, I'd look into it now because... From the time that you decide you want to adopt a hamster to the time you get one could be months, years, it could be so long, but it's in the end, I'm sure it's going to be worth it. So I finally um, finished all that and just about a week ago, actually, I got on both of their wait lists, which is amazing. So I'm only adopting one hamster because that's what my parents said, (laughs) two hamsters is enough at once. Um, When Cinnamon passes away, I'll likely be adopting another one. But I have to wait now. So I've been following them on Facebook and I can see all these amazing hamster pups, but I have no idea how long this could take. It could take months, it could take weeks. Um, they could be ready in a few weeks, but if there's a ton of people before me on the wait list and they grab all the hamsters, then I'll have to wait longer. So I'll be um, sending out more podcast episodes once I know more about that. But that is where I'm at. I've done the hard part and now I just need to set up the cage. Um, the Ikea D12 cage is ready, but the actual stuff is on in the cart of Night Angel, which is a website I definitely recommend checking out. They have amazing hamster supplies, safe and cool. Um, and yeah, I basically want to get everything on that website. So that's all in the cart, but <laughs> I'm going to have to order it. So yeah, I'd say that those are the main updates right now. I know this was quite a long episode apologies for rambling on about that but it's been months and months so there's quite a lot to tell you um but yeah cinnamon's doing well i'm adopting a hamster and we have quite a lot of supplies so the only other thing i'd really say is if you're interested in learning more about how to set up your own hamster cage or how to properly research uh, or not properly research like how to find a proper ethical breeder I would definitely go to the California Hamster Association and the Ontario Hamster Club. Those are amazing places. They have great research recommendations. They have great breeder recommendations. And there's so many hamster forums out there as well that you can join. And just other people like you and I, um, yeah, who just love taking care of hamsters and have been doing research for years and want to share with you so if you're ever curious there's plenty of people out there and plenty of people who are willing to be like oh this is something you could like oh maybe you could set your cage up this way or maybe you could look at this place to breed from so yes i'd say those are the main points um go to those websites 
I always recommend Victoria Rochelle. She's a great hamster YouTuber, but she is a hamster owner and not a hamster breeder. So if you're more interested, if you've done the research like me and you just actually want to get out there and own a hamster, I'd recommend those two places. Um, yeah, and see what you can find on your own as well. Just background check, background check, and background check again. And those are probably what I'd say. That's very important. You want to make sure where you're getting your hamster from is ethical, they have good practices, and they take care of their hamster as well. So that's all for today, guys. I, again, apologize for the long episode recording, but I will probably make my next one way shorter since a lot of the updates were in here. And what you can look forward to in my next episodes are probably just um, more updates about the adoption process and maybe some more diving a bit more into uh, best hamster cages and worst hamster cages of the year. I think that would be super fun for me to do. So not like specific people, but general cages. So yeah, those are some things I'm looking forward to uploading in the future and I'll try and get back on a weekly schedule for uploads. So thanks so much for listening and have an amazing day.